glad you've joined us for this episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. Today I'm here in State College, Pennsylvania with All Nations Bible Translation. And I'm here today with Joseph, and we're going to talk a little bit about Bible translation. And he's headed overseas shortly to Asia to uh, minister to some people over there that are unreached, don't have any Bible translation. So we're going to explore that. So let's get started. So Joseph, you come from the Midwest as a common country boy, as you would describe yourself. And what transpired to take you from there to where we are now, sitting right here at ABT, preparing to go overseas? It's been a long journey. It's hard to point to one specific thing that led up to this. But it seems like through much of my life, um, I couldn't help but think about missionary work. And I did a lot of reading. Um, anytime I could get a hold of a book um, telling about missionary stories, telling about what God is doing to bring people to Himself, especially books that told about the Word of God and, and how that changes people's lives. If I, could, if I could find a story, I would read it. seems like the things you think about, you often end up doing. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about this sort of work eventually led to right here. So you would view it as more of a culmination of a lot of things throughout life. Were there any moments where you would say, this is a pretty definite factor that steered me toward this? Yeah, there were, there were a number of those moments. A specific one was uh, I was invited to go to a, a banquet put on by Wycliffe Associates. And one of the things that they were emphasizing was the need for other kinds of people than just Bible translators. People that had other skills that could work with their hands. And it, it was a, a moment that God was speaking to me because that's me. I'm not the office guy. I'm not a real translator. Mm -hmm. I'm a guy that likes to work with my hands. That experience opened up your, your eyes to there maybe being some other needs in translation work that may not be directly involved with sitting in an office and, and studying a language all day, but as a support, as part of the team to enable that? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work that has to happen to get a Bible translation done, and often the guys that are actually trained to do the real important translation, studying texts and figuring wording out, they end up wasting a lot of time taking care of other needs when a fellow like me could be doing it maybe even better and the, the translators could be doing the work that they're specifically trained to do, cut out to do. How has training here at, at ABT and other places where you may have, have had some training, how has that facilitated the type of support role that, that you're describing? You know, when we think of a translator training center or translation training center, we think of someone who's studying 
to be sitting at a desk all day with working with a language. So how has a place like this, you know, helped you in your support role? Many of those, those hands-on things, as far as support work, are things that come from other parts of my life. Um, on the farm, work, training on the job, learning a skill. But here at ABT, they've been filling in some of the other areas that were lacking. Um, ABT has put me through some linguistics training and they also they did send me to to take a tech course learning how to work with solar panels and batteries in case we need to work uh, where there's not electricity available and they've also been helping me with some biblical studies um, they sent me to faith builders uh, winter term so that's more of the things that ABT has been filling in for me so working in more of a support role on the ground in Asia what are some of the things that you've envisioned yourself doing, some of the things you see yourself doing? You mentioned before the interview we were talking and you mentioned CAM's SALT program and having something similar to that working with the people over there. Do you see that taking a lot of your time? Do you see other projects taking a lot of time? What do you, what do you envision your time there looking like? And I'm sure that's a hard question. It is hard because my <clears throat> forward vision is very limited. But yes, uh, you mentioned about the SALT program. We are hoping to use that as a way of reaching out to the community. It's uh, a program where we can start savings groups of the local people where they can pool their funds, then use those funds to develop businesses or fund tuition for their children. And we're hoping we can use that to bless the community, reach out. Also, Although I'm not a translator, I have a real love for language. So I love to learn language and I love to communicate. And so I'm hoping to, to walk alongside the translators and be able to give input. If they have a question, um, mm -hmm. I may be spending more time with the local people outside doing other activities. And I may be able to get some insight on wording on different parts of scripture that the guys in the office are going to miss. So on a more practical level, dealing with people day in, day out might gain you some exposure, some valuable exposure to how language works and, and even some of the, the concepts that you need to translate. How do you translate a particular concept into something that the people can connect with? And you see your role there as, as being valuable and being able to, to pass that on to the people who are doing the translation. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can spend time even in farm work or construction work alongside the people and, and get a, a feel for their everyday lives. And yeah, that can help with the translation. So then moving from a practical day-to-day -day business interaction, what do you hope to see with, with a church plant or with, with a church? What do you envision church life being? Along with the others on my team, we would like to see you know, getting Bible translation underway, but then probably before the translation is completed, we would like to start teaching Bible lessons with, with some translated material, and we're hoping to see a church start out of that. So ABT has specifically talked about, and we've talked about it here a bit today off camera, about how ABT's desire is to see a mesh of 
church planting and Bible translation and how they want that to be something that's sustainable and ongoing in, in the culture and supported by local pastors and local congregations and church planting. Do you see the practical side, the work that you're doing? Is there anything that you can bring to the table on, on that front to this people group that can help them in their in their day-to-day life in being maybe more sustainable throughout the week, not just in a church? Yeah, one of the, one of the big the biggest assets that I bring is I'm bringing my family with me. And so I'm hoping we can model what it's like to live as Christians. And I'm hoping as I interact with people, I can be modeling what is it like to follow Jesus through the week, not just on Sunday. And a Christian family really is a powerful way of, of spreading light and being a testimony to a local community. And that transcends any language barrier that you have. They can see who you are see how you're you're acting and whether your lifestyle lives up to then what you can communicate through language. So you do hope to be involved with the church aspect of it, not just the practical day-to-day support of the translators. Um, what's some advice you would give to people who, who maybe don't feel like they're translators but they want to help? Do you have any advice for yourself looking back 10 years and, and seeing the journey you've been on, are there valuable insights that you can give to people who may be watching this, this episode who want to help but aren't sure how to? I guess one of the things I want people to know is that this work is not dependent on heroes or really amazing people. Those of us that are involved in Bible translation are just very normal people. So for those maybe thinking about it, um, if you're you know, trying to figure out if you're qualified for this, hey, if God can use someone like me, <laughs> I'm sure he could use you too. And I think sometimes we have a wrong impression of, of what it means to be a missionary, or, or we, do, we do hold them up. And that's really empowering when we think of, of God using everybody no matter what their talent level is you know we are called to serve specifically in the areas that we're gifted and some people are are gifted in in language more than others but we certainly need people people like you who are stepping alongside and and offering that support role because it is a team team effort so are there any other thoughts that you would like to share with our audience or any other um, accounts or stories that you want to to share before we wrap this episode up. So as I think about about going, moving my family from a safe community where we've got lots of family, we've got economic opportunity, and we're going to a foreign context where we don't have many friends, where majority religion is against us it feels like a really big step it's in many ways it could be frightening Mm -hmm. and yet i i know god is is with us he's calling us one of the one of the biggest things for me though is is getting a feel for god's heart for these people Mm -hmm. and i feel like in a small measure he has given me a portion of his heart of compassion for for these people that are in darkness and 
I have a small farm, live in a safe community. In many ways, I've got it made. Um, very, very few people have the opportunities to live a comfortable life that I have. And yet, as I have seen a little more of God's heart for lost people, the good, comfortable things that I have at home, I can't enjoy them anymore. I have an understanding now that many of the blessings I have, they give me opportunity and ability to reach out. Sure. And so just to stay at home and enjoy those things for myself, it doesn't work anymore. I can't mm -hmm. enjoy that comfortable life knowing that there's people that actually are dependent on me to come and tell them and I know that I can go and do it, I simply can't be content at home anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really, really powerful when, when we have examples like yourself. Again, it, it, we aren't called to be heroes and we're not heroes, but we are examples to those around us. And I think, I think your testimony is, is an inspiration. I can tell you've you shared your heart on that. And it really is an inspiration to to others to to go but also to serve in whatever context they are currently living because you're right we aren't all called to go somewhere else we need to be faithful where we're called and I think that's that's a big takeaway for myself from this interview is just that God has called each one of us to be faithful where we are and until he calls us somewhere else to be faithful uh, serving in whatever capacity we can, but then also being willing to leave the comfort of home and go somewhere else because true satisfaction is really found serving Christ. And that's really what it boils down to. For more information about Anabaptist Perspectives, to read our blog, to donate, and to see videos of the conversations you hear on this podcast, visit anabaptistperspectives.org. We'd love to hear from our audience, so leave your feedback in the comments for this podcast or send us a message through our Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. Thank you for listening to Anabaptist Perspectives. Your listening and sharing this with friends helps more people find our episodes. A special thanks to all of you who support Anabaptist Perspectives financially. We are here because of you. If you haven't had the chance to give yet this year, would you consider making a year-end donation? You can donate on our website or by check. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Anabaptist Perspectives. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We invite you to join our monthly partner program. Monthly partners are key to the financial sustainability of Anabaptist Perspectives. Partners also gain access to bonus content, including our exclusive podcast where we respond to audience questions and comments. Sign up at anabaptistperspectives.org.